Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys being dudes. Yeah, we just got to keep pounding, you know? Just keep pounding. Got to keep pounding. Joe's a big fan of keep pounding these days. Keep on pounding. You never want to stop pumping. You might want to revise that statement. Comes across a little wrong. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never stop pounding, kids. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting, joined by Kyle Krabs, the founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting and also with Fan Reg Sports. The band is back together here again on a Friday edition of the Dudes. Uh, it is good to be back with Kyle after he's uh, spent, oh God, the last week moving, getting into that new house and all the crazy things he's had going on. So uh, as Kyle said on the Wednesday show, thanks to Roger and Ben for uh, doing a fine job in relief duty, but it is good to be back with you here today, Kyle. What's going on, my man? Hey, you guys. We're back. Feels good. This is a great way to start my weekend, and what should be a really awesome weekend this weekend. So, um, yeah, we're not fully there yet. Uh, (laughs) A shout-out to Verizon for taking two weeks to fill an Internet installation appointment. So uh, that's that's Monday. So that's the big day for me. It's the day I get back into the 21st century, and I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> me too. Me too, Kyle. It's been weird. I'll be honest Holy with cow. It's like, is this guy yeah. alive? I guess he is. So. Well, uh, and here's what I don't understand real quick. I, I moved to the state of Delaware, right? right. There's like 10 people in this state. So how are now. you booked? How are you booked for two weeks? I, I guess There's nobody here. <laughs> It's the greater Delaware area, man. I don't know. I'll, I'll be up there soon. Know, I'll be up there soon to christen that that new house. But, 
Yeah, I know it's confusing. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the problem. There's not a lot going on. You've just got part-time workers, and, uh, you know, the schedules have to match up. I don't know, man. Oh, listen, man, this is my livelihood. I need my internet, and I'm getting grouchy without it. So let's, let's, uh, let's. what do you want, talk a number? You got a number for I do have a number, but I want, I want to give a shout-out to Ashley, man. Stood in there. Oh, yeah, ask Ashley, there. huh? She stood in there and took it, man. That was nicely done. Yeah, uh, stood tall in the pocket. Um, Which is her most important trait for quarterback, as I've learned. Yeah, height. Yes, yeah, got you. Got to be able to see see over the pocket. So, yes. <laughs> and she's a needs based draft drafter. So I've learned a lot. I look forward to my next football discussion with her in person. Yes, yeah, I think she's going to start a website next. So we better watch out. She's going <laughs> for our jobs now. Direct competition. You know yeah. what, man? That, that I would actually be nervous. The sharp girl there. Uh, yeah, Kyle. I got a number. Of course, I got a number. It's a Friday. We are 145 days away from the 2018 NFL Draft, and 145 is the amount of touchdowns Marcus Allen scored in his NFL career. Uh, had a, had an outstanding career. Um, Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler, uh, all kinds of accolades. But here's my favorite accolade about Mr. Marcus Allen. He's one of only four players in the history of football to win both the Heisman Trophy and a Super Bowl MVP. Kyle, do you know who any of the other three are? Excuse me, he's oh, one of geez. three. One of four. He's one, one of four, three? He's one, one of four. four. Alright, so is it one of three or one of four? He's one of four. It's Marcus Allen and okay. three other people. Okay. Let me simmer on this for a second. Well, we can automatically eliminate any Buffalo Bills from the conversation. Exactly. Um... Super Bowl MVP and Heisman Trophy winner. Put you on the spot here. I could I could have tipped you off in the pre-show, but I didn't. You do it. you could have. Uh, are there any in the last since the turn of the century? No. No, I, I see. I didn't think so. <laughs> but they're um, all famous. Well, sure they are. They won Super Bowls and Heisman trophies. Kyle, one of them might be actually. I have to. I need to check that. Oh man! See now. Wheels are falling off the bus here. How about um? Man. I don't know. I I I don't want to make a fool of myself. This guy. Okay, here's a here's a good hint. This is one of uh, two people. There's only been two non quarterbacks and running backs to win the Heisman Trophy over the last since 1990 or something like that. This is one of them. Two non quarterbacks. Yeah, one of them is a non quarterback or running back to win the Heisman Trophy. Oh, Desmond Howard? Desmond Howard is one of them. And since I don't think you're ever going to say the other two and we need to move on with our lives, Roger Staubach, Jim Uh, Plunkett, Plunkett, Marcus Allen, and Desmond Howard are the only four players to win both the Heisman Trophy and the Super Bowl MVP until, you know, Baker Mayfield in, what, five years? I, you know, I never would have said Jim Plunkett. (laughs) If you would have told me Cowboys, I would have gotten Staubach. Yeah. But... I never would have gotten Jim Plunkett. Who's the next one on the list, Kyle Baker? I mean, yeah, Baker obviously wins the Heisman this year, goes to the Cleveland Browns, and in three years they're raising the Lombardi Trophy. Ooh. Duh, of course. Of course um, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> now, did you did you see this new Baker bugaboo yeah. that Throw, everybody's all fired up about? Throwing that. Here's the deal. Yeah. Here's the deal. It's, it's a home game, right, for Oklahoma? You don't run on the field in the middle of 
any kind of drill taking place. Now, it looked like Baker has pinpoint accuracy. Yes, <laughs> maybe. Cause That's the most important takeaway is the accuracy. Now, right? Yeah, yeah. I now know he can thread a needle and hit a guy right in between the eyes from 15 yards out. <laughs> I got a feeling he's not going to do that to like a keep to leave. You know what I mean? Like, he's not. That'd be really keep. fun if he did, though. <laughs> oh man, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. He's going to have so many primetime games, and they're going to care so much about what he does that doesn't have anything to do with uh, with the actual games. He's fun, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, we're not going to get into this can of worms, but he's a worker. You know, like that could have been Johnny if Johnny was a worker, but Johnny was a partier. And Baker's a grinder. So I think we got a real chance to see this one stick. And I'm hoping we do because that's going to be a loud personality in the NFL if he becomes a successful quarterback. Kyle, before we move on to the conference championship games, I'm going to give you the eligible, the guys that have won the Heisman Trophy that are still playing in the NFL. You tell me if any of these guys are going to join that list with Marcus Allen, Desmond Howard, Jim Plunkett, and Roger Stahlbach. Lamar Jackson, he's a possibility. Johnny Manziel. Sam Bradford, Derrick Henry, Carson Palmer, Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Mark Ingram. Are any of those going to join the list, the Super Bowl MVP and Heisman Trophy winner? I think probably your most likely is going to be maybe Marcus. You know, Marcus hasn't had a great year this year. And his numbers are pretty ugly with with nine touchdowns and 12 interceptions so far this year. But Tennessee, like, I just wrote this piece for FanRag Sports, and Tennessee's not doing him a lot of favors. You know, they're refusing to put another Heisman Trophy winner, Derrick Henry, as a starting running back. And DeMarco Murray's putting him behind the chains a lot. He's leaving a lot of yards on the field. Uh, Tennessee's trying to get the ground game going so much that they're condensing their formations and Mariota. Yeah. He can make those, those kinds of reads, but he's at his best when the field is spaced and um, it, they're running a lot of two, three man routes. And it's just, it's not complimentary football all around for the Titans. Don't give up on Marcus Mariota because I think he's still a really good passer. Uh, out of that list you gave me, he and Cam Newton are probably the, the top two yeah. as far as I'm concerned. That'd be fun fun thing to monitor here Kyle let's get into these conference championship games we got one tonight so I hope you don't have date night planned because we've got Stanford and USC playing for the Pac-12 championship at eight o'clock tonight and and there's a lot of fun NFL draft prospect matchups to keep in mind here obviously Sam Darnold and and how he performs in this big showcase type game and you know it seems like it's kind of up in the air whether or not he's going to be a player that's going to be drafted next spring considering he may return to school after somewhat of a, of a down year where he didn't really take a step forward like he was hope, hopeful, was expecting to do. So Sam Darnold in a big game like this against a, a Stanford defense that has some talent. You know, Harrison Phillips at defensive tackle is a fun player who's super uh, high-motor type player who gets off the ball, and he's, he's just he's kind of wild. He's just a disruptive dude, fun to watch play. They've got the, the standout cornerback, and – and uh, Quentin Meeks, Stanford does, a, a, somebody who Jonah Tolls on our staff is a big fan of, and he'll get his chances to go up against Deontay Burnett, who's had a fantastic season as really the go-to guy on that on that USC offense through the air. Obviously excited to see Bryce Love, the running back for Stanford, in and, and, and his matchups against Cameron Smith, a, a talented linebacker from USC. So 
<clears throat> excuse me, a lot of appeal here from an NFL draft prospect uh, perspective, but obviously the, the focus right is going to be on Sam Darnold. I can't believe you didn't mention Ronald Jones. I wanted to leave talking about pro process. Oh, well, I appreciate you leaving that on my plate. Now, do we know for sure? I think Cam Smith's questionable for this game, so that's something to look for as well. That would be a uh, problem. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a big issue. A uh, couple names, Joe, that you did not mention. Obviously, Ronald Jones is one. Jones, let's see. I'm, I don't want to get too hot here, so I'm not going to call him the best prospect on the field in this game. But he's in the top group of, of overall prospects on this field for this game. And then uh, a guy that caught my eye last year that ha- had a quiet end of 2016 and has had a, a, a really solid 2017 is uh, Stanford Rush linebacker Peter Columbay. Uh He's like 6'3", 240-something. Uh, so he's a, he's a stand-up outside linebacker and uh, – I think he's he's a really technically proficient player. Uh, does well to make the most of an athletic skill set. That's good. He's he's quick in short areas, but he's not overly long and bendy, and uh, he's not the kind of pass rusher everybody's going to instantaneously fall in love with when you watch his tape. But uh, he's a really solid player too. Um, obviously, Stanford hoping to get that revenge game under their belt. Uh, they're going to need more of those mistakes from Sam Darnold that, that Darnold has been making uh, throughout the 2017 season. Uh, but yeah, this, this is a, a really nice collection. I think if you did a tally, you're probably getting double-digit NFL prospects for 2018, regardless of anybody's declaration status, um, unless there's a mass return and everybody comes back. Uh, yeah. You're probably looking at 8 to 10 2018 NFL draft prospects in this game alone. Yeah, and the, the only guy that I can really think of that needs to be mentioned is uh, Southern Cal linebacker Yuchenna Nwosu, who's had a really good season rushing the passer and, and, and playing the run really on the edge as well. He's got his hands on a ton of footballs, and uh, you know I think he's a really intriguing player. He's got a senior bowl invite. Be interesting senior bowl. See, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's a off-ball guy or more of a 3-4 kind of walk-up linebacker, but uh, I think he can play. Yeah. Uh, Joe, can we talk about the Big Ten? Of course. Uh, and the reason I want to talk about the Big Ten is um, I'll be there. So I'm, like, a little juiced about this one. First yes. career conference championship game for me as a, as, an, as a scout. So when I look at this game, no, I'm, I'm – I, can't commit one way or another to what the end result of the game is going to be. Um, my gut says Ohio State, and it's not close. But when I previewed this for NET scouting, what, what really became apparent is this, these two teams have such a gross contrast in styles in pretty much every facet of the game. Wisconsin's blue collar, uh, smash mouth, uh, run the football between the tackles, you know, downhill running. Uh, obviously, freshman running back Jonathan Taylor has been one of the best backs in the country this year. Um, on the other side, Ohio State, you know, Urban Meyer spread offense. They like to space the field. They still run the ball, but they, they work the ball more with finesse as far as uh, QB run game and delays up the middle and, and outside jet sweeps and so on and so forth. So it's going to be a really fun foil of – uh, philosophies on how to play the game. But this is another pairing of teams. You're going to see double-digit 2018 NFL draft prospects in this game. Uh, Ohio State, uh, they got defensive tackle Draymond Jones. They've got 
uh, uh, cornerback Denzel Ward defensively. They've got Joe, one of your guys, linebacker. Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker uh, on deck as well. They also have uh, another one of their linebackers is a senior who we'll be seeing come out, Tyquan Lewis for Ohio State is another defensive end, part of that big rotation. Sam Hubbard is draft eligible. Um, offensively for them, they've got tight end Marcus Ball. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Mike Weber, the running back, come out just because he's, let's, let's be honest here, he's going to lose, <laughs> lose his job. Uh, Dobbins is so smooth. So I would, would hardly be surprised to see Weber make the jump to the NFL. Uh, and then they got a couple offensive linemen, Billy Price and uh, Jamarco Jones at left tackles. Joe, I mean, that right there, that's, what, eight guys? Yeah. Six, seven, eight guys? Ohio State's loaded uh, as usual. Yeah, you know, just, just reload. You know, we, we didn't mention JT Barrett. Hopefully plays. Hopefully that knee's okay. Um, I don't think he's a player that gets drafted, but he is a draft prospect, so we'll count him in this regard too. Uh, Wisconsin. Man, I wish Jack Sitchie was playing this football game, Joe. <laughs> that would be a really, really fun uh, chance to, to see Sitchie take on Ohio State in such a big profile, meeting Billy Billy Price on the second level. Uh, but Wisconsin still does have a good amount of prospects. They got uh, tight end Troy Fumagalli, uh, who I think his matchup with Baker is one of the key ones to watch in the game. Uh, that size versus speed uh, mismatch who's going to win that uh, kind of an embodiment of the styles of play that both teams play um, I don't know how to say this kid's name I gotta figure it out they're right guard he he looks like Ryan Ramchek all over again but he's playing inside he's big he moves well laterally uh, he just swallows guys up at the point of attack so uh, when Wisconsin has the ball they do have a couple of guys to watch and then defensively uh, their linebacker Edwards is a redshirt sophomore, uh, and then they've got uh, one of my most underrated prospects right now, Wisconsin uh, stand-up rush player, edge, whatever you want to call him, Garrett Dooley, uh, who I, I think is a really, really solid football player, cut from the same cloth as a Vince Beagle type. Uh, looking forward to seeing him at the Senior Bowl as well. Yeah, it's going to be a loaded game as usual. Looking forward to your first-hand takes. Uh, from the box there at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, Kyle, this ACC championship game is a play-in game. Winner between Clemson and Miami will be in the college football playoffs. The other one will be out. And uh, there's a couple guys that aren't playing in this game that uh, are going to be draft picks next year. And Mark Walton, the running back from Miami, and Chris Herndon, the tight end from Miami. So it's disappointing to not see them in. But there's still a lot of appeal. Miami's got a, a skill guy, Braxton Berrios, a small wide receiver that uh, you know, kind of profiles as a slot guy and, and has some skills as a punt returner. He's made some really good plays down the field, actually, this year, even though I don't think he's a burner. Uh, Casey McDermott, their left tackle, long athletic dude that moves pretty well, needs some technical work, but I think he can, he can at least be a developmental tackle in the NFL. On their defense, they've got a, a really stacked defensive line. Chad Thomas primarily plays left defensive end is a big dude powerful anchor he can set the edge and uh, he's actually made quite a few plays in the backfield over the last couple of seasons kind of emerging there as a guy who really checks the the physical tools box but he's emerging as a player as well Kendrick Norton and RJ McIntosh are the defensive tackles and this is a good pairing kind of the how you draw it up you got one dude that's just a bull against the run and eats up space and 
clogs gaps, and that's going to be Norton. And then next to him is more penetrating type guy with some athleticism in person, R.J. McIntosh. So you've got a nice uh, pairing in those two dudes who are going to be NFL players. And then uh, i got to mention, he's not draft eligible, but their right defensive end, Joseph Jackson, special, yes. special football player. He's going to be one of those guys next year that we're going to talk about a lot and one of those guys that has top-of-the-first-round type ability. And then one other guy that really stands out to me on this defense is safety, Sheldrick Redwine. He's uh, he's not the biggest dude, but, man, he is a missile. He will come up and stick anybody. And uh, he's actually showed a lot of growth with his ball production over the last few seasons. So from Miami's perspective, that's where your focus should be. Now, Clemson is Clemson, just like Ohio State. They lose a lot of guys, but they have a lot of guys coming back. And uh, their receiving core of Deion Kane, Ray Ray McDonald, and Hunter Renfro, those are all NFL players. Kane is more of a vertical threat, but he's he's become more of an all-around type player this year. Renfro is one of those sure-handed slot guys, and McDonald's got some juice to him. And he's done, they do a lot of creative things with McDonald's in terms of jet sweeps, getting him the ball really quick and close to the line of scrimmage and allowing him to create as well. Offensive line, they've got Mitch Hyatt, a left tackle, who's basically started every game since he's walked onto campus. Three-year starter for them and, and, and has played up and down. He'll be an NFL player, but I'm not sure he's the top of the first-round guy. Uh, but he'll he'll have some appeal. And then Tyrone Crowder, their right guard, he's a mauler. He's a, he's a really good phone booth type player. He doesn't have a lot of mobility, but he can move people. And so seeing him go up against Kendrick Norton will be a lot of fun. Uh, Clemson's defensive line is just ridiculous. Cleveland Farrell, a juiced-up, long lengthy, athletic, bendy uh, edge rusher here. He's, he's a special player. He's going to be a first-round pick. Christian Wilkins is a versatile defensive lineman for them, uh, first-round type talent. We'll see. He, he underperforms a little bit, so this would be a big showcase for him against Miami to kind of kind of reemerge after what I thought was maybe a little bit of a down year. And then the other side of the defensive end from Farrell is Austin Bryant, who's had a really nice breakout season. He's got some power and juice to him as well. They're linebackers. They've got a couple that are Sunday players, Dorian O'Daniel and Kendall Joseph. O'Daniel's a little bit on the smaller side, but he's one of those pursuit-style linebackers who you know, the NFL really is starting, grabbing, starting to gravitate towards these types of players. And then Joseph has a little bit more of, of a physical nature to his game. Uh, and he has actually a pretty good range, and I like the way he sees the field and reacts. A couple defensive backs to keep in mind. Ryan Carter, the cornerback, he's a little dude, but he's he can play the ball. He's sticky, and uh, he'll, he'll hit you. And then finally, Van Smith, their safety. He's an athletic guy, physical player. He's, he's made a lot of impactful plays working downhill, and, and he's got some good ability to work in the throwing lanes as his own coverage. So, my goodness, I'm out of breath, but there's a lot of talent to watch on the field in this ACC championship game. Yeah, you know, I know Wednesdays is poor one out day, but can we raise our glasses and pour one out for Amon Richards? Yes. Uh, what a buzzkill that was. Yeah. Uh, I believe meniscus meniscus tear in practice the week of the ACC championship game. And, and Richards had battled injuries at the beginning of the season. That's a name for 2019. Put a gold star next to because yeah. as far as uh, size profile, movement skills, route running, hands um, – had a couple concentration drops this year, but but by and large, uh, that's an alpha receiver, and, and he looks terrific as as far as on the hoof and, and after the catch. Uh, so really disappointing. That's going to be a big blow for Miami. Uh, not sure how they're going to be able to overcome so many losses on the offensive skill group. Um, but hey, that's football. Next man up. So. Uh, 
Joe, another play-in game that we have, uh, for Oklahoma at least, is in the, the Big 12. Oklahoma wins, great, you're in. TCU wins, you're probably three or four spots too low to get back up into the conversation. I believe they're sitting at 10 right now. This isn't quite as star-studded of a, a profile. Uh, I think TCU being here is much more of a testament to uh, Coach Gary Patterson. I know TCU just gave him a contract extension, and it's well-deserved. He continues to be one of the better coaches in college football, and nobody freaking talks about him. It kills me. Uh, TCU's got you know, a couple eligible guys. Kenny Hill, the quarterback being one, uh, has always been kind of flash in the pan, and then he's he's down for a couple games, and then he has some big games. Uh, he's got a live arm. He, he can really whip the ball around when it comes down to it but um you know, there's been some durability things he he transferred out of texas a&m after the the big fanfare and uh when he exploded on the scene as a freshman and then started turning the ball over a whole bunch so uh not necessarily sure this is a high profile draft prospect but as far as college quarterbacks he's one of the more fun college quarterbacks uh, defensively for TCU, Travin Howard's had a down year. I know there was some expectation around him as being one of these uh, undersized linebackers, Joe, that you had mentioned. Uh, Clemson's got one of Travin Howard. The expectation here was, yeah, this is a guy that could play himself into day two with, with a strong season. Well, we haven't seen it yet, and he's running out of time. He's got to put some really strong effort on film these last couple games if he wants to solidify himself as a, a viable mid-round target. Uh, Oklahoma, obviously they've got a a little bit more, you could say, in the way of draft prospects with uh, Baker Mayfield at quarterback, uh, Flowers. Is it Flowers a tight end? Uh, Tight end fullback. Yeah, Andrews tight end. So uh, they also have their left tackle, Orlando Brown Jr. So offensively, there's some guys to watch. But, you know, one of the things we've talked about at length on this show uh, in the, the past several weeks is how, uh, Oklahoma got gutted with the skill players in the past couple years with, with losing P. Ryan and Mixon and D.D. Westbrook. So um, Sterling Shepard also as well has vacated in recent years. So um, a lot of this offense comes down to Baker, which is what makes what he's done this year so impressive. Uh, defensively, they do have a corner in Jordan Thomas who's going to be uh, in the draft pool this year. He's just too loose at the top of, of route stems and, and the little late to find the football. He's a little too grabby with his hands. So really rough around the edges, but it's frustrating because he's a terrific athlete. He really is. Uh, the the kind of star of the show for Oklahoma on defense is Agbanyo Karanku, uh, kind of a Yannick Ngakwe style, um, undersized, shorter, squatty pass rusher. Uh, he's been terrific this year, really stepped up his game. I think he solidified himself as a, an early day two type target for somebody. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. I think Oklahoma's going to take care of business, but uh, still got to go out and do it. And it's hard to beat the same team twice in one season. Right. So they're tasked with TCU, who, like you said, Gary Patterson, unbelievable football coach. I mean, when you look at the history of TCU before he got there, not a very productive football team, but he, he's a he's basically a 10-win machine over there for the Horned Frogs. And, I mean, what, what better mascot than a Horned Frog? So, uh, Kyle, let's talk about this SEC championship game. Goodness gracious, uh, Georgia is loaded. Um, looking at this team offensively, uh, Isaiah Wynn, their left tackle, a guy that Ryan uh, that Roger Dixon talked up 
quite a bit when we had him on the show last week. Um, a guy that I think projects as a guard, but he's got a lot of play strength to him. He can move bodies, uh, has a lot of girth to him. They're tandem in the backfield. Nick Chubb, senior running back, powerful dude. He, he just runs through people, and he sees the field so well. I'm really excited to see how he's come along from that knee injury and, and the improvements he made. More juice this year than we were looking for last year in his recovery. Sonny Michelle, man, he's he's uh, he's got some explosiveness to him to go with some power, and uh, and I love the way that he just deals with contact and, and makes people miss and, and just battles for yards. So their tandem in the backfield is awfully impressive. Uh, some younger guys on, on, on the rest of their positions, so from an NFL draft perspective, that's kind of the focus uh, for Georgia's offense. They're defensively uh, really a good group here. Uh, Trenton Thompson, uh, their defensive tackle is a big dude who can who has some movement to him. He's he's had some strong plays where you know he shows up with good technique and gets into the backfield. Still looking for some more consistency. Lorenzo Carter is their 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 best pass rusher in my opinion. Edge guy. He's got some good length to him and uh, really like his variety off the edge and his flexibility to get around the corner. Davin Bellamy is a lesser version of him, but he's on the other side and, and has some similarities to, to Carter, but Carter's a better player. I like both of these linebackers, Natrez Patrick, who has some downhill strength to him to plug gaps, but Roquan Smith, man, he's a stud. He, he's a sideline-to-sideline guy who is, is just an explosive finisher, and he has the physicality and the range to go with it, and, and man, He's, he's probably going to be a first-round linebacker when it's all said and done. Looking at their secondary, there's two guys that stand out for me. Dominic Sanders, who's a rangy free safety that has pretty good ball skills. But DeAndre Baker's a guy that I just keep talking about. He's a junior, and uh, his ability to win at the catch point when tested is really, really good. His He, he plays the ball. He plays through the receiver's hands so well. And uh, really, he gets tested a fair amount, but he, he wins a lot. So I really like what I've seen from DeAndre Baker. Uh, looking at Auburn, I'll be honest, this isn't a team that, that has a, a ton of NFL draft prospects considering you know, they're a top five team in the nation. For me, the premier guys, well, they have two premier guys, really. They're right guard, Braden Smith, who I, I think the world of as a football player, one of, one of the best interior offensive linemen in this class, has certainly a possibility to be a top 50 pick. But then on the other side of the ball is Carlton Davis, their cornerback, who uh, – He's had good ball production. He's really good, aware zone player. But outside of that, Kyle, I mean, unless you can think of some other guys here on this Auburn team that I'm missing, I mean, those are kind of their guys from an NFL draft scouting perspective. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what, you know, going back to our Heisman Trophy bet, if there's a guy I'm sweating right now, it's on Johnson, the running back yeah. for Auburn. If he plays, uh, he plays, right? I hope he does play. He he's His cuts are really smooth. Uh, I had a chance to watch Auburn twice in the last six weeks of the season and every time like he he sees defenders and pursuit angles very well and and i came away both times super impressed with him um if he does play if he plays big auburn wins gets a college football playoff bid um he he's really it was supposed to be cameron petway and cameron petway got banged up at the beginning of the year carry on johnson stepped in and uh, has just played tremendously. So uh, that's that's kind of a, an X factor in this game uh, as far as will he play, won't he play, and if he does play, uh, is he close to 100%? Because when he is, uh, 
he he can make a lot of guys miss, and that that would be a an all star scouting profile to watch him and Roquan Smith coming head to head in the hole and uh, seeing who comes away with more wins and losses out of that individual matchup. But uh, by and large, you're right. This this Auburn team is. You know, I was expecting a good year. I wasn't expecting this kind of year. And you know they they had the the QB transfer uh, come in and and that transition once they got some downfield throwing feels like it's really opened up their offense and really opened up the running backs to be as successful as they have been this year. Yeah, early on I was nervous about Auburn. I thought they were going to be an average team. Uh, but no, <laughs> they've turned out to have as an impressive of a, of a second half of the season as anyone in this in college football. So credit to them. Now they're in a play-in situation despite two losses. Speaking of impressive seasons, how about an undefeated season, Joe? The UCF Knights. Undefeated season in the regular season, 12-0. And they, in the American, get a chance to play one loss Memphis, whose one loss came to UCF. We got an American revenge game on our plate here, which I'm really excited about. Uh, This game is not star-studded, especially in comparison to the SEC Championship, uh, the Big Ten Championship, and the Pac-12 Championship. But with that said, there are draft prospects anywhere you look. And that's what makes college football so fun. So uh, two guys I do want to talk about, both on Memphis. Uh, I do know UCF has a handful of really fun players. Uh, their corner, Mike Hughes, is uh, had a really, really nice year for himself. He's played himself up. I remember, I believe it was Tony Pauline uh, actually mentioned him uh, a couple weeks ago as being kind of a riser and anytime Tony talks about that kind of stuff you got to pay attention because he's one of the most plugged in guys in the industry so uh, Mike Hughes the corner for UCF is is my guy I want to watch him go against the who I think is the best player in this game and that's wide receiver Anthony Miller Um, I asked one of the guys over pro football focus who was sharing contest catch rates for for college football wide receivers uh, what Miller's contested catch rate was he said it was 38.9% which is essentially identical to the college football average and I think that's it's about what I expected uh, he's not a guy that wins a lot of contested catches but it's because he's not long and he's not big it's not that his hands aren't good um, but Miller doesn't have a lot of contested catch situations because he's such a great route runner Um, I had a chance to see him live twice. I've watched four Memphis games this year, and uh, he he is very, very good. He kind of reminds me almost like Randall Cobbish as far as what he can be at the NFL level. Uh, You can move him around. You don't have to handcuff yourself to playing him in the slot. He can play on the boundary, but I've moved him all around a set because he runs his routes very well. His footwork's very clean. He can get off press coverage with quickness. Functional strength is something that it's, you know, you, you can be weight room strong, but as far as functionally strong, it's just when you're his size, I think he's like 5'11", 190, 195, you're going to be a little limited in that area, especially in comparison to some of these press corners that are 6'2", 210. So um, not a, a true strength of his game, but it's not a problem with his game. So I, I think he, with terrific hands, uh, the player to watch in this contest and the guy throwing in the ball, Riley Ferguson, 
a uh, guy that's gotten an all-star invite. I believe he's east-west right now. Uh, he's a fun player. He's not a very polished player. He's still a little rough around the edges. Um, he uh, he's, he's a rhythm guy. You know, and watching him play UCLA earlier this season, uh, it took him almost the first half to really get a vibe and, and taking a lot of easy throws. But then once he started feeling himself, he started taking some shots in one-on-one coverage. And uh, the ball placement's not great. Uh, there's some sloppiness to his delivery at times, especially when he has to adjust his platform or adjust his throwing angle. Uh, but that aside, uh, he can take some shots and he can beat you in tight man coverage. So he's a fun player to watch. Uh, so so just because it's the American, don't feel like you got to go into this game not expecting to pay attention for any draft prospects because they're on both sides of the field in this game too. Kyle, before we let the people go, let's pick some winners. Oh, man. <laughs> We didn't. We didn't say we were going to do this on the yeah. pre-show. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's time to to go out there, pick some winners, and uh, see who gets more right. So I'm ready okay. if you're ready. Okay. You you name. Okay. The game. We'll alternate who picks first. Okay. Because I don't I don't want to be picking first and let you pick all my. Yeah, picks. That's fine. My picks are already down, so I'm good. Uh, okay. 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 So I I'll go first. Uh, first sure. game. We'll we'll go ACC game. Clemson versus Miami. I've got Clemson. I've also got Clemson. All right. Let's go SEC, Kyle. You're, you're on the clock here. Georgia versus Auburn. I'm going to take Georgia in revenge game. I also have Georgia. I, I think it's too hard to, to beat a team twice, and they just came off of a – Especially uh, such a talented team. Yep. A talented team yeah. like Georgia, they're going to be amped up, obviously. And Auburn's coming off of a physical game against Alabama. It's a quick turnaround. It really is. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'll go first here on the Big 12. We have Oklahoma and TCU. Give me Oklahoma. Yeah, we just got done talking about how hard it is to beat a team twice. So for that reason, I'm also going to pick Oklahoma. All right. Big 10. I beat you out there, didn't I? You did. I'm like, okay, (laughs) is he going to do this? (laughs) Uh, Big 10, we've got Ohio State and Wisconsin. I will go first here. I think Ohio State wins this football game. You know, I, there's a part of me that wants to pick Wisconsin, like 24-21. Um, but Ohio State, you know, they're, they're playing as – we've seen this story before, right? Like Ohio State gets really streaky offensively. Uh, they kind of turn it on in November. They're playing as good as football as anybody. Uh, I do not think this is a team that warrants a, a college football playoff position given the given the fact that they – uh, lost, gave up 55 points to Iowa, but I do think that they win this football game. It's it's so interesting. With this, this is so you're going Ohio State officially. Yes. This this was such a hard game, right? And and you think about Wisconsin. They went on this stretch from 2008 to 2014, where in their bowl games that they were in, they lost like six out of seven. But now they're on this three game streak, and they beat like USC and Auburn. Um, I, I still don't trust Wisconsin in this game. I just don't. Uh, okay, so you're up first here on the Pac-12. We've got Stanford and Southern Cal. Who you got? Uh, give me Stanford in this one. I think Stan- I think Stanford uh, exercises a comeback. Uh, they're a well-coached team. Uh, they may not have as much true talent, but I, I think they-, they get revenge against U- USC for an early loss. I guess we're just going to be boring and pick the same on every game. I have Stanford as well. I just feel like... 
Uh, this is a little bit more of a tested team. They, they've been through some things earlier in the year and have finished so strong uh, compared yeah. to you know USC with some closer games. I mean, I know UCLA is a rivalry game, but that was fairly close. They didn't really destroy Colorado. They got destroyed by Notre Dame. I just, I just feel like this is going to be uh, Stanford in this game. And then finally, the AAC, Kyle, uh, I think I'm first here, but I'm going UCF. Uh, you know what the hell? Give me Memphis. Oh, there it is to be different. <laughs> I'm like, man, to be different. So that's yeah. Now, we can't pick all six. That's now the that's most no important fun. game on the schedule. <laughs> Let's go, baby, Tigers. Any reason? Just kind of feel like there's some some. Well, you know, I I think they're a re- they're a really good team. They yeah. they got some scrappy guys defensively. Um, uh, the, they have really been under the radar. You know, I remember, Joe, you made fun of me for having them in my top 15 for NDT poll yep, two I weeks ago. Am. I still am. Yeah. Dude, they're, they're, they're a potent team. You know, they, they have scored, I think, over 40 points in, I think, eight of their 12 games this year. Score a lot of points. I, I, uh, I, I'm actually more familiar with Memphis than I am UCF. Uh, I just feel like that tight game that they played against USF last week was really important to set them up for a, you know, to understand how fragile their undefeated season is, and I think they want it, and I think they're going to go get it. So give me give well, me the, the Knights and Scott Frost last game as coach. Okay, so Auburn plays a tight game against Alabama, and they're, they're primed for a letdown. UCF plays a mentally exhausting shootout against USF and is, is primed to stand up strong. Come on, Joe. Yeah, I see it's a little bit different styles, different styles. I mean, Auburn's possibly without their top two backs. Uh, give, give me the Golden Knights, man. Are they even the Golden okay. They might just be the Knights. I'm sorry if they're just the Knights. You know, I, I actually think they, they used to be the Golden Knights. I think they get offended if you call them that Okay, now. well, UCF. Because I think they changed. Okay. UCF and Scott Frost's final game before he jets to Nebraska. Yeah, best, of, best wishes to Coach Frost. Uh, Joe, would you like to announce that you've been, been named the head coach at the University of Tennessee? Uh, no, I declined. I, t- I, I declined. Oh, you did decline. Yeah, I'm, sta- I'm staying with NDT scouting. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, to, you guys got to tune in on Monday to see if I, I accept Tennessee's offer to be their head football coach. Uh, thank you for carving some time out of your Friday to listen to us. Hope you guys enjoyed the breakdown of uh, anything and everything you can hope to watch for from an NFL draft perspective in these conference championship games. Uh, hard to believe uh, we're already at conference championship Saturday uh, we're really looking forward to digging in on Monday giving you guys the breakdown on who we saw what we saw who impressed uh, obviously we'll we'll have some plays of the week as that segment returns on Monday as well uh, so if you have not already subscribed to the podcast we kindly ask that you do leave us one of those five star reviews uh, if you enjoy our podcasting experience we try and make it as fan friendly and enjoyable as possible. I'm Kyle Krabs, signing off with Joe Marino. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thanks for listening.
the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.